Chapter Eighteen of Child Life in Colonial Days by Alice Morse Earle. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Children's Toys. Quote, Behold the child by nature's kindly law, pleased with a rattle, tickled with a straw, some livelier plaything gives his youth delight a little louder but as empty quite Unquote. essay on man alexander pope seventeen thirty two in the year sixteen ninety five mr higginson wrote from massachusetts to his brother in england that if toys were imported in small quantity to america they would sell in very small quantity we fancy though the influence of crown and court began to be felt in new england and many articles of luxury were exported to that colony as they were to virginia according to our present ideas playthings for children in colonial time were few in number save the various ones they manufactured for themselves they played more games and had fewer toys than modern children in seventeen twelve on the list of rich goods brought into boston by a privateersman and sold there were boxes of toys in seventeen forty three the boston newsletter advertised quote, dutch and english toys for children unquote. and mr ernst says boston had a flourishing toy shop at that date other towns did not as we know from many shipping orders the toy shop or sentimental preceptor one of newbury's books gives a list of toys which the young english scholar sought they are a looking-glass a spying-glass a fluffed dog a pocket-book a mask a drum a doll a watch a pair of scales few of these articles named would really be termed toys some of the games already alluded to such as top spinning hoop rolling and the various games of ball required toys to carry them on but they seem to fall into classification more naturally in the chapter on games than in this one i have often been asked whether the first childish girl immigrants to this solemn new world had the comfort of dolls they certainly had something in the semblance of a doll though far removed from the radiant doll creatures of this day little puppets crude and shapeless yet ever-beloved symbols of maternity have been known to children in all countries and all ages dolls are as old as the world and human life 
in the tombs of attica are found classic dolls of ivory and terracotta with jointed legs and arms sad little toys are these for their human guardians are scattered dust dolls were called puppets in olden times and babies in the gentleman's magazine london september seventeen fifty one is an early use of the world doll Quote, several dolls with different dresses made in st james street have been sent to the czarina to show the manner of dressing at present in fashion among english ladies unquote. This circulation of dressed dolls as fashion transmitters was a universal custom. Fashion plates are scarce more than a century old in use. Dolls were sent from house to house, from town to town, from country to country, and even to a new continent. These babies for fashion models came to be made in large numbers for the use of milliners, and as the finest ones came from the Netherlands, they were called, quote, Flanders babies, unquote. To the busy fingers of Dutch children, English and American children owed many toys besides these dolls. It was a rhyme reproach to the latter that, quote, what the children of Holland take pleasure in making, the children of England take pleasure in breaking. Unquote. Fashions changed, and the modish raiment grew antiquated and despised. But still the Flanders babies had a cherished old age. They were graduated from milliners' boxes and mantua-makers' showrooms to nurseries and playrooms, where they reigned as queens of juvenile hearts. There are old ladies still living who recall the dolls of their youth as having been the battered fashion dolls sent to their mamas. The best dolls in England were originally sold at Bartholomew Fair and were known as, quote, Bartholomew babies, unquote. The English poet Ward wrote, quote, Ladies, you want fine toys for misses or for boys? Of all sorts I have choice and pretty things to tease ye. I want a little baby, as pretty as one may be, with headdress made of feather. Unquote. In Poor Robin's Almanac, 1695, is a reference to a Quote, Bartholomew baby tricked up with ribbons and knots, unquote. and they were known at the time of the landing of the pilgrims. Therefore, it is not impossible that some Winslow or Winthrop maid, some little miss of Bradford or Brewster birth, brought across seas a Bartholomew baby and was comforted by it. A pathetic interest is attached to the shapeless similitude of a doll named Bangwell Putt, 
shown facing page 370. It is in the collection at Deerfield Memorial Hall. It was cherished for 80 years by Clarissa Field of Northfield, Massachusetts, who was born blind and whose halting but trusting rhymes of longing for the clear vision of another world are fastened to the playthings she loved in youth and in old age nothing more absurd could be fancied than the nomenclature french attached to the two shapeless inelegant creatures a century old shown on pages three sixty four and three sixty seven yet gawky as they are they show signs of hard usage which proves them to have had a more beloved life than the case of elegant spanish dolls on page three eighty nine which were evidently too fine ever to be touched the quote, white house doll unquote, spent the days of her youth in the white house at washington with the children of the president john quincy adams and is still cherished by his descendants skillful jackknives could manufacture a homemade doll's furniture birch bark was especially adaptable to such uses the wicker cradles and chaise of babies were copied in miniature for dolls tin toys were scarce for tin was not much used for domestic utensils a tin horse and chaise over a hundred years old is shown on page three seventy three and a quaint plaything it is the eternal desire of a child for something suggestive of a horse found satisfaction in homemade hobby horses and when american ships wandered over the world in the india trade they brought home to american children strange coaches and chariots of gay colors and strange woods these were often comical copies of european shapes sometimes astonishingly crude but ample for the ever-active imagination of a child to clothe with beautiful outlines an old coach is shown on page three sixty nine with the box in which it was originally packed it is marked leghorn but is doubtless chinese the word quote, jack unquote, as a common noun and in compound words has been held to be a general term applied to any contrivance which does the work of a boy or servant or a simple appliance which is subjected to common usage in french the name jacques was a term for a young man of menial condition the term country jake is of kindred sense jack lord jack meddler jackanaps jack tar smoke jack jack-o-lantern black jack 
Jack Rabbit, the term Jack applied to the knave in playing cards, and the expression Jack at a pinch, Jack in office, Jack in bedlam, Jack in a box, Jack of all trades, and many others show the derivative meaning. Hence, jackknife may mean a boy's knife. In English dialect, the word was jacklag knife, also jackalegs. In Scotch, jocktaleg. These, by a somewhat fancied derivation, said to be from Jack de Liege, the celebrated cutler. A good jackknife was the most highly desired possession of a boy. Days of weary work and hours of persistent pleading were gone through with, in hundreds of cases, before the prize was secured. Barlow knives had a century of popularity. Some now in Deerfield Memorial Hall are here shown. Note the curved end, a shape now obsolete but in truth an excellent one for safe pocket carriage knives of similar shape have been found that are known to be a century and a half old i have never seen in america any of the old knives used as lovers tokens with mottoes engraved on them referred to by shakespeare the boy's stock of toys was largely supplied by his own jackknife elder popguns chestnut and willow whistles windmills water wheels box traps figure four traps toy weapons have varied little from the christian era till to-day clubs slings bows and arrows air guns are as old as the year one Ere these were used as toys, they had been formidable weapons. They were weapons still, for some years of colonial life. In 1645, the court of Massachusetts ordered that all boys from 10 to 16 years old should be exercised with bows and arrows. Skating is an ancient pastime as early as the thirteenth century fitzstevens tells of young londoners fastening the leg bones of animals to the soles of the feet and then pushing themselves on the ice by means of poles shod with sharp iron points pepys thought skating quote, a very pretty art unquote when he saw it in sixteen sixty two but it was then a novelty to him and he was characteristically a little afraid of it justly disturbed too that the duke of york would go quote, through the ice was broken and dangerous yet he would go slide upon his skates which i did not like but he slides very well unquote wooden skates shod with iron runners were invented in the low countries dutch children in new netherlands all skated just as their grandfathers had in old batavia 
the first skates that william livingston had on the frozen hudson were made of beef bones as were those of medieval children in massachusetts and connecticut skating was among the many dutch ways and doings practised by english folk in the new world the plymouth pilgrims brought these dutch customs to the new world through their long and intimate sojourn in holland the new haven and connecticut valley settlers learned them through their constant trade and intercourse with their neighbors the dutch of manhattan but the massachusetts bay settlers of boston and salem had known these dutch ways longer they brought them from england across seas from the counties of essex and suffolk where the dutch had gone years before and married with the english new england boys in those early days went skating on thin ice and broke through and were drowned just as new england boys and girls are to-day alas judge sewell wrote in his diary on the last day in november in sixteen ninety six that many scholars went to skate on fresh pond and that two boys named maxwell and irie fell in and were drowned advertisements of men's and boy skates and of best holland skates of different sizes show a constant demand and use in an invoice of sundry merchandise to weathersfield connecticut in the year seventeen sixty three are twelve pair quote, small brass skates at three shillings dash one pound sixteen shillings Unquote. I do not know the age of the skate shown opposite page 346. No date less than a hundred years ago is ever willingly assigned to such relics. They are similar in shape to the one shown on page 349 in the illustration taken from a book for children entitled Children's Sports published a century ago which ends its dissertation on skating with this sensible advice quote, tis true it looks exceeding nice to see boys gliding on the ice and to behold so many feats performed upon the sliding skates but before you venture there wait until the ice will bear for want of this both young and old have tumbled in got wet and cold unquote. it was not until october seventeen seventy one that a pleasure-filled item appeared quote, boys marbles unquote. in the pretty little pocket-book are these lines marbles knuckle down to your taw aim well shoot away keep out of the ring you'll soon learn to play moral time rolls like a marble and drives every state then improve each moment before it is too late
Unquote. Boys played with them precisely as boys do now. The poet Cowper, in his Tyrosinium, says the games of his school life, quote, the little ones unbuttoned glowing hot playing our games and on the very spot as happy as we once to kneel and draw the chalky ring and knuckle down at taw unquote. the terms used were the same as those heard to-day in schoolyards taws vent backlicks rounces dubs alleys and alleys taws agates bull's-eyes and comedies jackstones was an old english game known in locke's day as dibstones other names for the game were chuckstones chucky stones and clinches the game is precisely the same as was played two centuries ago it was a girl's game then it is a girl's game now battledores and shuttles was advertised for sale in boston in seventeen sixty one but they are far older than that many portraits of children show battledores as that of thomas aston coffin all books of children's games speak of them it was in fact a popular game and deemed a properly elegant exercise for decorous young misses to indulge in end of chapter eighteen